What is this? I feel like this is very. Uh, I'm not. I'm not used to this. Um. What, what is it? Mind of mine. Is that what it's called? I can't even remember anymore. Uh, but yeah, we got this camera here. And this one here, multiple angles, what are you saying? Pop, pop, pop. I really haven't done this in so long. Oh my god, I feel so new. I feel so new to this sort of stuff, man. Oh my god. Okay. Nice. I'm, I'm actually very excited. We've got Jake Weddock and Sab. Let's, let's do this. You know, 10 minutes before, no, Three minutes before the stream, I was like, okay, I should do something different. So this is my quarantine haircut. We love to see it. We love to see a quarantine haircut. Yeah, you better do because I'm not sure if I like it. <laughs> Wait, are, are you in quarantine? Mm, yeah, kind of. You know, Austria is in a complete lockdown, so we can't do anything, which is really terrible. The United States should be, and it isn't. And that's kind of a huge problem, isn't it? Boy, is it supposed to be. Boy, boy, should it be, I tell you. You know, the thing is, I wanted to go to Canada in December, which isn't going to happen because of coronavirus. So I'm really excited about that. I've been, uh, I've been trying to audition for some stuff in the places I've been uh, auditioning for, like some weird stuff on backstage.com. Uh, they were like, uh, if you want to audition for this, you have to have a passport. And I was like, okay, so I went to go get a passport. And then they were like, where are you going? There's a pandemic. Why do you need this passport? And I'm like, oh, you're right. That's my bet. Why? You know, I, I have two different passports, you know, the Austrian and the Canadian. And a few months ago, I wanted to go, no, a month ago, I wanted to go to Italy. So I had to get a new passport because both expired. And they were like, oh, so you need to, a new passport? And they're like, yeah, I want to go to Italy. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're fine. There you go. And I was like, okay, isn't it? Italy in lockdown, so you don't even care about it. Yeah, right. You're about, really to, you're about to go into the, into the, one of the, wasn't that like one of the worst places in the beginning? You were yeah, like, oh, I think everyone who had it, they died off. Everyone so it's is fine. going to I can die, go so you can go there. <laughs> everyone matter. who had it's gone, so it's fine. Fair enough. Well, I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm, so I'm just going to agree with you. Yes. Oh, you haven't about heard a very about high it? Death rate of a real disease. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Is this monetizable? Can we talk about the death rate? Is that monetizable? I'm sorry. Um, I, yeah, I let's mean, talk about people dying. That's I'm not monetized. I'm not monetized, so it doesn't. Oh, matter. perfect. And this is going to be uncensored. Say what the fuck you want, mate. Jake, I yeah. have a lot of questions for you. Sure. Um, first question: What type of comedy do you do? Like, obviously, you're a comedian. What type of comedy? Oh gosh. Um, well. It's, it's, it's funny because like when someone who does stand up like before, like usually a comedian's first special is something like uh, the, the get to know me special, I guess, where they talk about like their upbringing and all that. And like, this is like, hey, this is a little uh, intro to what my personality is like or whatever. And like when I first started doing stand up, like that, a lot of it was kind of like that. But also when I started doing stand up, I was like the kid in the room, you know, I was like, I was like, hey, look at me, I'm 14. I'm doing stand up. Isn't that wacky? Uh, and uh, that got old really quick. You know, you can't do that into your 20s. That gets creepy. Uh, so then you have to change up the material a little bit. And so I guess I still have some of it like right now. That's like the, hey, this is my personality type stuff. But also I do kind of dive into like certain opinions about stuff like I, I have some like opinionated stuff but I'll also do some like really like personal stuff like a lot of my favorite stuff uh that I see people do are like the really really because uh, you can do like the here's my personality without getting personal you know what I mean like you can give somebody a taste of what your vibe is like without getting into like what makes you you as a person you know like you're in, in like personal experiences and sometimes even personal traumas you know like you can 
if you can uh, make jokes about some of the worst things that's ever happened to you, you know, I think that's a way that you can kind of take power away from those things and kind of use those things to empower yourself. And my therapist calls that catharsis. So, therapist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, we'd be going to therapy, homie. It's necessary. Okay. Yeah. You want to talk about it? I'm always here to listen to you, you know? <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I need to be sponsored by uh, BetterHelp and Keeps. I feel like those are the two people that haven't sponsored me that need to because I use their products genuinely. Wasn't there so like fraud with that help? At no, first, yeah, there like some people were having like difficulty finding like a, like a therapist that was like good, which is fair. I went on BetterHelp and then I found one therapist. I, the first therapist I used, I liked right away. And then I, I was going to her for a long time. Uh, so I know some people were having problems with it, but I didn't. So I fit, and they do have a feature where if you don't like your therapist, you can get a new one. Uh, which, I mean, so I guess some people just kept going back to bad therapists, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, if you have a bad therapist, get a new one. Yeah, facts. No, that, makes, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, I heard, I heard with BetterHelp, all the therapists, all these so-called qualified therapists are just mm -hmm. random people, is what I heard. Well, I only have experience with one out of, I'm sure, the thousands of therapists on there. I cannot speak on behalf of 99.9% .9 of the employees they have over there. But the one I have, shout out Julie. That's what's up. Shout out Julie. Let's hope Brandon. she's going to listen to this podcast. So I mean, she will oh, my God. You send, you want to send this to Julie? Oh, yeah, no, I'll be sending my work to Julie. I go, Julie, is this good? I need your validation, Julie, please. I'm dependent. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um next question um so for a comedian do you do you do you aspire to any my start is fucking mad do you aspire to any any other comedians uh like do i like take like inspiration from other people or like like like, like what i guess what's take, the I, take I, inspiration um when okay when i first started doing stand-up i wasn't like i got into stand-up before i really like studied it you know what i mean like i just like saw it on tv when i was a kid and i thought oh i love that let me go try to do that but then when i got older and i tried to like i guess study the craft of it um the i mean there's the ogs you know there's the there's george carlin bill hicks uh you know lenny bruce like you can't talk about comedy without bringing up those people of course because they're the greatest of all time um so my favorite people were you know george carlin and bill hicks but i think um I, I guess I would describe it like I think my stand-up as is as if John Mulaney was stealing Bill Hicks's bits, um, which because Bill Hicks would you know he was the kind of he wasn't really like personal in a sense, but he was very opinionated. You know, he was kind of the the what's the word the the righteous uh, self-profit type of comic where he's like, hey, the world's messed up, and I'm going to tell you why it's messed up. Uh, but I feel like like that kind of material with a the laid back vibe of a John Mulaney type, uh, which is a little, you know, uh, probably cringy to say, because I feel like, I feel like there are cringy fans of Bill Hicks and John Mulaney. Uh, like, like, the, like if you go on like Tinder, it's like, Oh my God, I love John Mulaney. Like everyone loves John Mulaney. So he's a very like mainstream appeal type comic, but uh, I think his goofy sensibility is what I kind of take from that. But also the, I, I want to get like the poignant uh, material of a, of a Bill Hicks type. Okay, I, I I have no idea who any of those people are. So. I'm very sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to swiftly move on. Um, Wait, are you at your mom's house? I am currently at my mom's house, yes. I'd be going back and forth uh, between my mom's place and then my house. Uh, because it's, it's Thanksgiving. I was, I was at my mom's house for Thanksgiving. I'm, yeah. I'm, at my, I'm at my house and I have a naked Christmas tree behind me. Oh, put some clothes um, on that Christmas tree. Oh, my God. This is... 
Put a sensor bar on that Christmas tree. <laughs> okay. That's done. Um, I don't even, I probably can't even be bothered to do anything at it. Um, so, do you think with comedy, there's obvious, there's, I think, what, what I'm, my, what am I trying to say? My viewpoint in comedy is that different countries have a different style of comedy. Like, in mm. Britain, there's, there's a different sense of humour than, mm. let's say, in USA. What what would you say is your sense of humour? Like, if, does that make sense? Kind no, no, that makes a lot of sense. And I think uh, you're totally right about different places having different, like, types of humour. And I feel like British comedy is almost like, and I mean this as a compliment, I, I feel like it's very dry and absurd, if that makes sense. <laughs> that, that's a perfect, uh, perfect example. Uh, but then I feel like, because um, uh, I feel like a stand-up comedy is is such like inherently Western thing. I, I mean, I'm not too, too sure, but I feel like some of the first stand-up comedians uh, were like probably like uh, late 1800s, early 1900s um and they weren't even called comedians back then they were just like like getting up on stage and just talking you know i'm um, thinking like people like moms mabley or whatever and these were the people that are the the underdogs that speak truth to power and there's like this inherently american like western cowboy type of vibe to it and again i'm, I'm stealing from the, the philosophy of bill hicks here um but i feel like what comedy does great is like if there's like a mainstream opinion that maybe like the the comedy brain can kind of be like maybe there's something wrong with that thing that everybody just blanketly accepts. Uh, and then like as a comedian, you can kind of come in and like poke holes in that logic. And then the laugh comes from everyone going, oh yeah, that is weird. Uh, and I, th I think that's a type of comedy that like, you're kind of pulling out the rug under from people who are comfortable thinking things that maybe they should think about in a different perspective. And I think of what a, com a comedian does is bring that extra perspective that maybe not everyone has and just kind of showcasing it. And that's where the laugh comes from is that new perspective. Um, I feel like I answered the question. I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> you tried. You tried I, I gave best. it a hard try. <laughs> okay. Um, Shout out to you. So, Bron, you're, you're mm. an up-and-coming comedian, I'd say. So There's have, only have up to go. I, I can't get any lower. There's only, uh, I'm starting at level one and then we yeah, get higher. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you, you did have a boost. Like, I have a little bit of a bump. This is, this is early, early stages of maybe something possibly, I don't know, maybe. Like if there's a snowball effect, I am a snowflake. Sure. Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, so... I'm, I'm just going to go on to this next question because we're kind of into it already. Uh, what, what was your rise to fame? Uh, like, really cool. Do you have a time machine so I can look in 20 years? Um, let me, <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. The, I guess so. what I've been doing so far is, you know, I was doing stand-up in um, basically all, all, almost only exclusively in North Carolina um, for, for about eight years. Uh, and then I got a job uh, writing at the Mr. Beast YouTube channel. Uh, I was there. I was there as a writer, but I was also there uh, as occasional on-camera talent. But ninety percent of my job was, you know, being behind the scenes. And they would have like a video that they would like want extra content for. Like, hey, here's the the title premise of the video. Like, what's more that we can do to to beef this video up a little bit? Like, what's the thing that's going to take this video to the next level? Uh, and then it would be me and a couple other writers, you know, just kind of, you know, brainstorming everything that we can. And we'd come up with like hundreds and hundreds of ideas, and then we just present those ideas. 
uh, over here and they pick and choose their favorites. Uh, so I was doing a lot of that for a long time, which was cool to be like in an actual writer's room with like uh, comedians who were close friends of mine who I loved and respected. Um, so I did that for about a year and a half, two years almost. Uh, I also was able to direct a couple of the videos, which was a lot of fun. Um, but I did that for a while, and uh, I was also in the Boston Comedy Festival. That was probably one of the coolest uh, stand-up experiences I had, because um, that was the first time I ever flew to do any stand-up. Uh, so I flew from North Carolina to Boston, did the Boston Comedy Festival, did a couple of shows up in Boston. Super fun, very cold. Um, so that was fun, and uh, yeah, right now, I mean, I'm trying to get my own YouTube channel stuff started. You know, I, I, I kind of used you know, the, the Jake the Viking method where he made his Why I Left video, but it wasn't, you know, anything... He didn't like expose anybody, you know? Yeah, so he got like a, a couple million views off of that. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give that a hearty try. But I wasn't on camera nearly as much as Viking. So I had like the, the head cannon, like, let's, let's see if my video does one tenth of what Viking does. And maybe we'll get there, I'm not sure. Uh, but right now my video's got like 130,000 views, something like that. And uh, that's translated that's, to- that's, that's, the, that's still really good. That's not, it, 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 it gave me the push to be able to monetize my channel, which is nice. So now I have a monetized YouTube channel. I have 10K subscribers. So again, you know, we're, we're starting off in, you know, like comparatively, it's cool to, to work for somebody who was like the biggest on the platform. So now you have that, like that part of your brain that's like, okay, well, that's the goal. I was there. And now I have to work as hard as I can to, to try to, to meet that goal. Because if I worked for somebody that had like 10K subs and 100,000 views, I would have thought, all right, I'm done. I did it. Uh, so now I had just have this absurd goal that I will probably never reach. But because I'll never reach it, I'll always be striving towards it. Uh, and then I'll, that'll just keep me working and busy. Uh, I believe the term is insanity when you repeat something over and over again, expecting the same results. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm mentally ill. You're mentally ill. I'm pretty sure. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. Yeah, like I said, you can always talk to me. Like, I'm always here. We've Okay, before we started the stream, I was like, yeah. you know, I'm friends with Jake quite a while, and we never thought about doing a Zoom meeting. Like, Oh, well, I'm a very... That's disappointing. I'm a very busy boy. Uh, and I'm, I, I love saying when I'm busy because, like, I'm busy with things like... Like, oh, Jimmy needs a thousand ideas about slime. You know what I mean? And then they're like, yeah. is that busy work? Like, technically, yes, it is busy work. But I'll tell people what I'm working on. And they're like, that's absurd. That's ridiculous. No, you're not. Yeah, the thing is, okay, this is really funny. One day I got really bored and I was like, okay, I want to try the lyric thing. And I sent Jake some weird lyrics. And he answered with the nicest answer. Oh, and what I did like, I say? I don't know what I said. Oh, God. Uh, I don't, I don't even know that, this is a game but we it did. was something 30 or something like that and he answered like oh no i'm so busy i'm sorry and i was like no well because like, like i i do like i have a lot of friends that i would love to hang out with as much as i can but also like i have been so focused I, i've been very very career focused for the past like two three years yeah and, which good. has been which has been good personally but like if someone's like hey do you want to hang out and i can't i'm like i'm so sorry i gotta do this thing because i i i feel like my biggest problem is i don't like when people are mad at me I get really uncomfortable and sad. And so mm. if someone like, I got a problem with you, I'm like, what did I do? I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Ah, and then I ink everywhere. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think, yeah, I think you are mentally ill, judging by one. Oh, you got it. Yeah, he's picking it up. He's picking it up. <laughs> okay, so, so, you, so your goal, you say, mm -hmm. is to hit 45 million subscribers. My goal is to be able to live off of what I love doing. That's the goal. If I can like be able to financially sustain myself, whether that's YouTube, whether that's stand up, uh, as long as like 
what I'm doing to sustain myself is my own personal creative voice. Cause like working for Mr. Beast for a long time was great, but I was writing for him. And so it was like a cool experience, but like I, th there, were, there were times when I would try to write some stuff that like I thought was really funny that I would really like to do. If I had my channel, this is what I would do. But because that's not his specific creative voice. And again, like uh, I always go back to watching um, Anthony Jeselnik on the Joe Rogan podcast where he talked about how he was writing at Jimmy Fallon for a year. And, you know, Jimmy Fallon, household name. Everybody loves Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon's great. Uh, but he hated it because Anthony Jeselnik is a very, very specific type of comedian. And he would write stuff that he thought was funny. And Jimmy Fallon would be like, oh, this is great. There's no way I can do this. Like, because he's very, like, no. shock value humor. Like, he, he does, like, the dead baby jokes and, like, the, the, the raunchier, the, the more offensive, the better. And you can't do that on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. You know, so I, I definitely felt like uh, Jimmy's very monetizable, you know, like he's, he's very, Jimmy's very mainstream. Uh, Jimmy's got a wide audience and I would do stuff that I liked. That was weird. I wanted to do some weird stuff. Uh, and so the, that, that was like, not like difficult. It was, it just made me really, really want to do things uh, for myself and write for myself. Uh, and so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to do right now. And if I can be able to sustain myself financially writing for myself, whether that's stand up or YouTube, then I'm good. And I don't need to be rich either. I, people who want to be rich, get out of here. Oh, I want to have a billion dollars. Well, who needs it? Just give me okay, a house. I'm bye. fine. I don't need, no, I don't need, to... I just need food. Just feed me and shelter me. That's all I need. I mean, I, I have a mom for that. So I'm, I'm, I'm good on that one. <laughs> yeah, I have to do it for myself. Yeah, I, I can't imagine working a hard day's, a hard day's, uh, like, a hard... That's another reason why I got into stand-up, is because I've had, like, like labor jobs, like, I've had, like, minimum wage, like, like, retail stuff, and, oh, I get so sad. And the idea of, like, working nine to five, like, at a cubicle, you know what I mean? Like, like, doing something mind-numbing that I hate. Like, in my, in my head, stand-up was the way to escape the monotony of a lame, boring job I hated. Isn't like in a in because obviously we're in a pandemic. Wouldn't finding gigs be really hard? Oh, it's like, incredibly it, difficult right now. Oh my god, it's the worst. Um, like I hate the Zoom shows. The Zoom shows are awful uh, because you're telling jokes uh, to nobody and you can't hear laughter. And uh, so that's the worst. Unless that's like the gimmick of the show. Like I've seen shows where like the whole point is you can't tell how good you're doing, and that's kind of funny. You know, like the audience is in another room and you're like streaming to them so that they have shots of the crowd, which is a fun concept, but that's not what the Zoom shows are. Right now, the Zoom shows are the best we can do. I've seen uh, Colin Quinn, he did something on HBO where he had a bunch of uh, cars like in a, in a drive-in and then those comedians were performing to the parking lot, which was kind of a train wreck, kind of not. Like it was kind of cool and kind of awful. Um, so comedians right now are doing everything they can while trying to be as safe as possible. Uh, and I've been doing some, like, and that's the funny thing about living in North Carolina is that, uh, they should care more about the lockdown and they don't. Um, and so I, I'll get like, Hey, do you want to do this show in a rural area that is horribly COVID ridden? Uh, and I go, uh, uh, okay and then I'll get there and I, I'm the only I wear a mask to these shows and everyone looks at me like I'm the crazy person they're like what's wrong with him you know is he like, I'm like what's wrong with all of you insane people um, and I, I don't touch anybody I'm six feet away from everybody like usually the shows I do they have like a, an area just for the comics to stay so you don't have to be with the germ-ridden idiot peasants uh, but, but uh, so 
those shows I've been doing, I'm actually supposed to do a show Sunday at a place called The Humble Knuckle. Uh, and then I have... Oh, that's, a, that's a great name. That's what a, a great good name. name. Uh, and then I'm doing a show on Monday. I actually just uh, got offered this. Someone like turned their house into a studio and they have like eight people in the audience, but it like streams. Um, so comedians are trying to do everything they can, uh, but it's, it's not what it used to be. And it's, 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 it was rough out there. Now it's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, times are hard at the moment. That's true. Well, hopefully, like, we'll go back into reality, uh, normality soon. Uh, in poss the UK. Possible vaccine, uh, maybe in, by April, is, is what I heard, maybe, possibly. So we'll Yeah, that's the same. Well, let's in, hope in the UK, so. We've, we've got a vaccine that's apparently 90% effective. That ain't uh, bad. So I'll take 90. So, so what we're, half, what we're half of America's not going to take it, though, because they're stupid idiots. Oh, I hate yeah, this country so much. But to be honest, I think it's the same problem. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's Germany, Austria, England. Mm -hmm. The people are like, yeah, I'm a young person. I don't have any health issues. 50% of every country <sighs> is stupid. I said it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you hear that? Fuck you, Boris Johnson. Like, I don't know your you politics, <laughs> but sure. I don't, if, if you're in power, I don't like you. I don't care. If, like, if you, if you, I don't care what your politics are. If you have authority, I'm not a fan. <laughs> but you, 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 the main you, problem here in Austria is um, we have to think we don't say you have to stay six feet apart it's like oh there should be a baby elephant between two people and it's like how do you know what a, the size of a baby oh, elephant, a baby elephant. <laughs> that's, that's, that's perfect can you stay like a prepubescent elephant like a little bit can you stay like maybe like teenage elephant distance that's so yeah. weird and bizarre <laughs> I hate that yeah. I've never heard that, and my friends like whenever we go somewhere, it's like, here there is no baby elephant. I was like, oh god. Like social distancing is, is is crucial and important. Wear your mask, be socially distant. But also, I'll be going to the store, and they have like like intercom set up outside, like it's a prison, and it's like remember to stay six feet apart, masks on. And I'm like, oh, this is dystopia. This is this is weird. I hate this. Okay. It's it's like the main it's like problem. Isn't just you hit yeah. you, you just hit that challenge. Yeah. The main problem in Austria is the old generation because they're like, okay, I survived the war. It's not a big problem for me. And then you go shopping, do your grocery or whatever. And you're standing at the cashier desk and she's like in your neck, breathing in your neck. Like, you're good. Yeah. The people who are it. wearing masks are giving death stares to the anti-maskers and the anti-maskers yeah, are giving death sucks. stares to the maskers. And it's like, really, this is the, the, the hill we're all dying on? This is... Humanity's dumb. We're dumb. We're, we have, we, we, everything that we're doing to ourselves, we did to ourselves and we deserve it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What, what do you think of apparently China uh, created uh, COVID-19? Do you think that's true? Well, yeah, appar apparently, uh, apparently China did it. Bill Gates was there. Uh, the, whole, all, the whole vaccine is Bill made. Gates was there. Yeah, Bill Gates was there. The, they're, they're putting computer chips in the vaccine. Did you know that? You're going to get a vaccine. I've so heard Bill about Gates that. Put computer chips in you. Uh, I'm being totally facetious. I hope that's coming across. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, like, whether or not it was like, because, uh, okay, you, you can have the capacity to, like, create a virus in order to study it. Like, that's a thing that, like, in biology you can do. And so do I think there was like a purposeful attack? Of course not. And I think a lot of people like 
will be like, oh, another country did this. You should be afraid of the other country. And America's very good at that. America's very good at making you be afraid of things you don't, you don't really have to be afraid of. You know, they're like, ah, Asian people are scary. Ah, brown people are scary. Ah, Russian people are scary. Hey, America, it's us. But the last thing is, we are scary. To be fair to America, Russian people are scary. Yeah, that's true. It's okay. Oh, um, anybody did you guys get this watching this? Well, okay, okay. Like, like to the point of that. Like, I, I think the problem is people will be like, "Oh, the entire country over there is scary." When I don't think so. Yeah, the rest is, of the world is, is scary. I, is it? Is it like? There's in every country. There's like what, like point oh oh one percent of the population that makes the decisions for the rest of the country. Like, if you're gonna get, don't get mad at Russia. Get mad at like certain sects of the Russian government. Don't get like that's why in America it's like don't get mad at your neighbor. Don't get mad at the person next to you. Get mad at the only people who make all the decisions. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like I see people like getting mad at each other. Like, oh, this person's dumb because they voted this way. Blah blah blah. Don't get mad at them. They're just dumb. Get mad at the person who has all the power. Get mad at the person who's orchestrating everything. There's, 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 there's puppet masters in all this. There's, there's, there's people who actually make decisions whose opinions have weight. Don't get mad at the guy who works at Sears. Don't get mad at the guy who, who doesn't know any better, who is some, you know, just a dummy. Get mad at the people who aren't dummies, who know exactly what they're doing, uh, who have all the power and all the money. And, well, you, you, you say they know exactly what they're doing, but half the time they don't. Half the time they have, they have no idea what they're doing. I think that's the. I think it's the biggest thing. I think like I call it George Bush syndrome, where uh, George Bush, <laughs> George Bush. I feel I feel like George Bush really leans into. Oh, little old me, I'm just silly old George Bush. I don't know, but yes, he does. George Bush knows what he's doing. He goes up on stage, and I feel like he writes down the words he's going to say incorrectly. So that way they're like, oh, George, he's just a little slow. <laughs> when no, he's the president, you know? Oh my God. This is a very topical bit for 2005. <laughs> you know, this was really amazing. Every politician needs to hear that shit. Yeah, I was, I was super into politics when I was in the fourth grade, obviously. Uh, I'm, I'm, I might send this uh, podcast to Joe Biden and just say, yeah, mate. Listen to what this guy has to say. Oh, that, that's another thing. Is in America, both of our candidates were, were I like to say, mushy brain old people. Uh, those were our I, options. I, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> the let, no, the right's the like, only, Joe Biden's too old. And I'm like, Trump's too old. What do you mean? The only reason people chose Biden yeah, but Trump is, like, is because Trump is, is because uh, Biden is the better alternative. Than oh, Trump. yeah, no. If our choices, if those were our choices and Biden is arguably better, but neither of them were good. Uh, and I yeah, felt the same way. Exactly. I felt the same way in 2016. Uh, there, there hasn't been a candidate that I've liked that's that I've been able to vote for since I've been able to vote. But let's be very honest. I felt because we had the same problem in 2016. I'm not sure. Please don't get me wrong. Um, we had the side to vote for the racist side or the left side, which is really open. Like everybody's welcome in Austria. Blah blah blah, and. You know, for me, it's complicated because I'm half Canadian. I moved to Austria many years mm -hmm. ago. And you're sitting there like, okay, so this part got a good side and this part got also a few good points. But mm -hmm. I'm not saying I'm being racist. It's mm -hmm. just like, find the middle. It's really hard. But 
you know, I, I, feel, I feel like it's world. by design. I feel like one party is like absurdly evil and the other party is sneaky evil. Exactly. Uh, so, so like you, you, you're like, oh, I'll go with sneaky evil because at least it's not outwardly evil. And you're yeah. like, well, like, technically you're right, but I hate that these are our choices. Yeah, facts. Okay. <laughs> what was the question? Were we talking about something? What was the question? We slipped into politicians. Um, I ruin parties like this. I think... You know, I, that's I why I don't even was, show up at parties. The, the question was, what was your rise to fame? And we just started talking about <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think I nailed it. I think I got it. I think I nailed it. <laughs> what was your rise to fame? Okay. Um, when, when did you realize that comedy was something you were good at and wanted to do? So I realized I wanted to do it when I was really, really young. And I, so, okay, I was... I was in the third grade. I saw it on TV, and I remember it was like I, I, I saw it by happenstance. Like uh, the the power, uh, like there was a storm and it knocked out like all my channels, but two channels, and one of them was Comedy Central. So I started watching the thirty minute Comedy Central specials when I was really really young. And I used to run home after school because they would come on like right when I got home from school. So I'd get home as soon as possible and I watched the Comedy Central thirty minute specials, uh, and those were like the the late nineties, early two thousands ones. Uh, uh, and then uh, I always loved just that as a genre and then I, I knew I wanted to try it and I tried to stand up for the first time my freshman year of high school uh and my memory is probably incredibly biased but I remember my first time crushing uh <laughs> I, I'm sure if I had a had a video of me the first time it wasn't nearly as awesome as it was in my brain uh but I, I did stand up uh, and, and what was also very helpful was that I was the kid in the room. You know, I'm 14 years old. I'm up on stage, you know, doing stand-up. Just so the novelty that I'm like a child doing. It's, it's again, it's, it's why a kid cussing is so funny to me. Is because, oh, you're not supposed to be doing that. You're not. You're 14. You're not supposed <laughs> to be on stage talking about your penis. And there I was, doing it anyway. <laughs> uh, probably, making, probably making the whole room uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. You're making me uncomfortable right now. That's my favorite thing to do. Cause, okay, one of the best things about comedy is you have to like the the uncomfortable feeling, that tension that you have to build. That's the, that's crucial because the punchline comes from you saying the thing that makes you go, "Oh, it's a joke." Oh, okay, it's it's we're we're, we're just having a good time, and that's where the laugh comes from. And that's one specific theory about where laughter comes from. That's the um, the. Um, Oh, I forget what that theory is called, but the, the, the message behind it is the release of tension. It's like the, the structure, like the structure of a joke can build tension, uh, but also maybe the subject matter can build tension. Um, and then the other theory that I, I, I uh, subscribe to, subscribe, uh, 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 whatever it is, whatever the word, is the recognition of truth theory. And the recognition of truth theory is like, oh, I never thought of it that way. Like, oh, I feel like I just learned something. Like, oh, that's a new perspective. And I feel like you're marrying those two, I think is what makes the best stand up. Uh, also, there's the, um, there's the incongruity theory, the idea that there's like a surprise, like you weren't expecting the punchline. So because the punchline caught you off guard, that's why it's funny. Uh, and then there's also the, uh, this is my least favorite, uh, superiority theory. That's like when somebody falls that's down. That's a word I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's like when somebody falls down and you go, ha ha, you fell down. I'm better than you because you fell down. Uh, and that's, uh, that's like what you see on like roast battles. You know, you're roasting somebody else. So like, you're awful, blah, blah, blah. Here's a joke about how much you suck. 
Um, and so a lot of comedy kind of comes from making fun of something. Uh, and again, that's my least favorite version, but there are versions of it that I think are less uh, mean. I think Jim Gaffigan is a great example of somebody who uses superiority theory in a nice way because he makes fun of himself. He says to the audience, hey, audience, you're better than me. Look how much of a gross piece of shit I am. What can you say about that? <laughs> I can't really say much about that. I only, uh, the only thing I can say about that is I only know one word you said in that whole thing. Don't worry, I made most of those words up, so it's fine. Most of that was a lie. Oh, you made them up. Yeah. Okay. None of that was true. Lies, <laughs> lies. lies. <laughs> Jake Weddle's a liar. That's not put that, yeah, put that on my tombstone. No, I'll well, put that in the title. I'm glad Jake we're Weddle finally making this a story. No, just kidding. What was that? Say that again, Sam? It could be that my microphone is breaking. I'm just saying, I've said that we should make it a story. The check yeah, is yeah. lie, you know. In order for a just new story to, make to work, more you have famous. to have some clickbait. Yeah, and yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not good kick, clickbait. If you're like, Jake Weddle's a liar, everyone's going to go, who? We all... Oh, that sounds sad. <laughs> no. What, what, what should I? I need. I need a click. I need a clickbait title. What? How should I clickbait your name? Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh, what, yeah, Sabrina is amazing. Clickbait. Um. Uh. Jake Weddle tells all. Uh, <laughs> Finally exposed, Mr. Beast. Yeah. All the stuff. Okay. You don't want. Okay. You don't want to clickbait anything that isn't true. That is something I learned. Like if you clickbait something that like doesn't happen, then your audience is going to be like. I don't, I don't believe you anymore because you lied to me about this one thing. Um, so if Jake you're going like, to spill a tea. That's good. That's a perfect, because I'm sure I'm spilling tea, but a tea about what? Leave it vague, open to interpretation. You know, if you get paid for it, just make sure I get the help. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't pay me for this. I, I want all the money to go to the person who's making this podcast. That's fine. You get cookies. Don't no, worry no, no, about no, it. No no, okay, I got a go. question. It's been on my mind for the last few minutes. Doesn't matter. Um, you said you were writing for Mr. Beast, and I've always been wondering if yeah. you say writing, is this just like a script? Like you write down whatever a person no, says? Oh no, no, it's it's more like okay. uh, it's more like uh, like oh, if we're going to like climb up this mountain, what are some fun things we can do on the mountain yeah. that would be good content? It's it's okay. not like here's your script. Uh, yeah, no. It's it's more like us just generating stuff for them to do, really. Yeah, you know, I just had to ask because I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm stupid. I just need to know. What was the best? What is the best part about being a comedian? Um, so a lot of people uh, hate driving, and I actually really, really love driving. And my favorite thing is when I like. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Best part of being a comedian is driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, I love, uh, I love driving to different places that I've never been. Uh, going to that place, like learning what that place is like, doing stand up there. And when you're doing stand up, you're getting to know what the people are like. Uh, so it's almost like going on like a little vacation. But like part of that little vacation is for like twenty minutes to an hour. Uh, you just get to talk to a large group of people that hopefully uh it's it's kind of like you're like oh hey look you're all like kind of like my friend now and i've, I've made like a, this relationship with this whole audience right here uh in this because i i grew up in raleigh north carolina and i like didn't travel i didn't do anything i didn't go to anywhere crazy i've been out of the state a handful of times 
So being able to go to places that I haven't been uh, and just learning what that place is like and getting a feel. Because one of those important things in stand-up is reading the room, quote unquote. Like you're like, before you go on stage, you have to look at the crowd and be like, what is this crowd like? So like, for example, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. You know what I mean? Like I got some jokes that some people aren't going to like, especially in the American South. Uh, yeah. You know? So I'll, I'll do, so sometimes I got to read the room uh, to where like I, I did a show in, uh, in Windell, uh, which you know, it's a very uh, rural, uh, conservative area. And I, I remember looking at the crowd and thinking, oh no, this is a very Blue Lives Matter crowd, if that makes sense. This crowd uh, is very, uh, very pro-cop, you know, very, uh, you know, so I, I, I was looking at them and I was like, oh no, they're going to hate me. And rightfully <laughs> so, I'm not their cup of tea. Uh, but what I did was because I realized that they were like a very like conservative uh, crowd or whatever, I was like, what can I do that I still think is funny that they will like? And I just talked about how I think it's so funny that they think that Hillary Clinton eats babies. Uh, and they loved that, they, that crushed. Yeah, no, the, um, the American conservatives, I swear to God, I swear to God, they think, they think politicians are eating babies, dude. They think they're eating babies, homie, okay? And that's, that, that's American politics is, oh, do you think that Joe Biden rubs baby blood on his body every night? Hey, we can't have a conversation. I can't talk to you. I mean, you know, but I've you, heard you, that some... you, you, you can't really prove them wrong or right. Well, yeah, no, it's the same thing. You could be like, uh, hey, uh, are you a child molester? And you can go, absolutely not. And you go, prove to me you're not. You can't. You can't do that. So, gotcha. <laughs> it's literally impossible to prove. Uh, Sab, do you want to add anything? Yeah, I wanted to say, you know, I've heard a few times that a few people actually believe that baby oil is actually made out of babies. So, that's you probably, know, that's probably true. I feel like that's accurate. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Um, swiftly moving on. Um, that would be a great punchline, I'm just saying. <laughs> What, okay, what, what's the I best? Mean, what, what, what? Uh, I, was, I was just making fun of you. Go ahead. You can make fun of each other already. Is that, is that how Yes, it, yes, we're friends now. That, that's what happens. What are the best and worst parts about doing comedy? Um, like I said, you know, I love going to new places. I love uh, meeting new people. Uh, I mean, the stand-up itself. I mean, you do stand-up because you love, you know, stand-up. You love performance art. And I love performing, but like traditional, like theater, I've, I've always liked, but I've always liked stand-up more because stand-up's all about like literally like, like, like literally being yourself and like just showing the audience like, hey, like I feel like comedians just want to be understood and that's why they do stand-up. And so all of the jokes they have are like, do you guys get what I'm saying? Am I crazy? Please tell me I'm not crazy. You get what I'm saying, right? Um, You're so definitely I, crazy, I say that. Well, we, we've established that, but uh, I, I feel like, uh, so that's what I love about stand-up is like the self-expression and, and, and being understood by an audience. And then like you hear that understanding with laughter. Um, the worst part about it is probably, what's the worst part? Of, uh, there, a lot of comedians are dicks. Oh my God, there's some, there's some awful people. And there's some like, really like, mean, awful people. Uh, okay, a lot of my comedian friends are some of the nicest people. Like I've met some of the, my, my closest 
best friends, nice, kind, beautiful people. But I've also met some awful people, some just mean, terrible, like, like people who get into stand-up for all the wrong reasons. Um, I think my friend said it best uh, when he said, and this is so funny, uh, he said, um, I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy and I hate improv comedy, but I hate stand-up comedians and I love improvisers. And that's the, the most true thing I've ever heard because stand-up is like, everyone shut up and listen to me. Like it's very self-centered. It's very like almost narcissistic almost. Uh, but improv comedy is the definition of like collaborative effort. Like everyone's like, here, I'll set up a joke for you and then you knock it down. Or hey, we're all on the same page, right? And it's a group effort. So I feel like people who do improv um, I love, and I did improv for like four years in college. I was a captain of an improv group. Um, but people who do improv are like the best, nicest, funniest people. Um, but improv comedy, usually like most improv shows are terrible, awful shows. Uh, but stand-up comedy, the art form of stand-up, fantastic, beautiful, amazing art form. Most comedians are pieces of shit. <laughs> okay. I mean, well, he said it. <laughs> he said it. I mean, that's, that's fair enough. Um, Okay, yeah, at, at the moment you are wild classes as fucking hilarious. Oh, I appreciate you, homie. Kind of. Um, always gotta have that dig. You like that superiority <laughs> theory. You always gotta, always it's a little something. A you, can't, you can't just compliment. Do, you, do compliments make you uncomfortable? I heard British people aren't emotional. I heard, I heard British people can't get in tune with their emotions. Give me a hug, come on. <laughs> You're in North Carolina, I'm in England. It's kind of impossible. And we are on a Zoom call. With that attitude, it sure is. I, <laughs> I can give you a virtual hug <laughs> if that's what you want. Yes, please. <laughs> it's the moment when you hug your laptop. It's like, yeah. and everybody's looking on, at you. Like, what the hell? I'll be hugging two things. I'll be hugging my laptop and my phone. Which one would you prefer? Uh, I would prefer uh, you send me a, 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 a strongly worded love letter through the mail. That's what I prefer. Oh. Uh, send me your address and I'll, I'll get that sorted. You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to send you my address. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Yeah, I, I can't, you can't trust me with anyone's address, to be fair. I, was, I, I, went to, I went to Jiffy Lube to get my oil changed one time. And the guy at Jiffy Lube said, hey, how old are you? And I said, 23. And he goes, oh. And I go, what do you mean, oh? What, what is, what, what's oh? And he goes, oh, well, I mean, you you, you came in driving a van and you, you look the way, I, I couldn't tell if you were a really, really old guy that looked really young or, and then I was like, what? <laughs> what? Young guy that looks awful? <laughs> you know, that's the best compliment you can get. Like, okay, thanks a lot, bye. I would prefer, oh, I was gonna get some people with 35. So they go, oh, you look great. I mean, okay. <laughs> I look great for 35. Yeah, you do look great. Jake, you, you, you've had enough talking time. Uh, I want you to rest your voice a minute. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Just so <laughs> me. Sab? No, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm listening. How, how, how did you and Jake meet? Oh, well. <laughs> you've, told well. Me you've told me this before. I just really I did. I, I, I don't even remember. Well, you know, um, okay, I did. I don't even remember. Fuck, I've been in North Carolina a few times because of work, and one time I got bored, so I was like, 
okay, I should download Tinder because I'm bored and I don't know any person here. So yeah, I was on Tinder and I actually didn't use it. I don't even know why. And on my last day, I was like, okay, I should open the app. And I was like, hmm, nah, nah, hmm, all right. And I was like, okay, we had a match. And then we started talking and I was like, Wait, 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 can I just say, can I just say, you thought Jake was cute. You thought a man who looks 14 and 45 <laughs> looks cute. Because she's mentally ill. I don't know, yeah, that, that, that was, a, that was, you're, that you're was the first mistake. Ill. We, we, but we, I'm self-admitted, though. Like, I'll, I'll let you know what my problem is right away. If, if you try yeah. to hide it, that's a scarier version. This is what, this is, this is the title. Jake Weddle is severely ill, mentally ill. Yes, that's there you 100%, go. 100%. I've got the title. That's it. That's and girls it. are that's attracted it. to yes. it. Oh my god. So, uh, I'm a, I'm a, anybody who's attracted to me, I'm like, you're a crazy person. You're, you're, you're a psychopath. Okay, I would get this is, this right is now. wrong. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. Maybe I was drunk. I don't even know. Oh, no, makes sense. I'm, I'm now, I'm, <laughs> I'm now going to refer to you as Sabrina's boyfriend. Is that, is that, is that okay? Uh, prob uh, there's, there's probably somebody that will be very upset with that, so please don't. Okay, so you're in a relationship, so well, I'm gonna... Sort of. Frame frame. Yes, I think so. You're I'm 99% sure. What the fuck? Oh, <laughs> how do you not know? How do you not yeah, know the thing... in a relationship? Yeah, wait, me or Jake? What? Who's in a relationship? I'm in a relationship. Oh, we yeah, don't know. I'm pretty sure at the beginning you said maybe. No, wait, <laughs> you, you said that's what that. you said. You said maybe, which is a weird no, answer. I said maybe. Yeah, that's what I said. I said wait. you said maybe. Yeah, he no, no, asked you, me if I'm you, single, you and said, I said maybe. No, I'm not single. Yeah, you, maybe. Like, wait, wait, stop. Wait, 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 wait a second. Shut, shut up, Sab. <laughs> Sab, just, just calm. Just shut up, Jake. <laughs> You said you're 99% sure you're in a relationship. How can you, how can you not be 100% sure if you are or not? It's complicated, and I'd rather not get into it, but I, I, <laughs> I this isn't the place, uh, but yeah. I have questions after this conversation, too. Sure. sure. Please. You know, please, I, it seems please, like please. I'm missing out a lot. I'm always the last person who knows. You got more questions, though? Let's get more questions. <laughs> Okay, so so we obviously just don't like Sabrina talking. Then, um, <laughs> um, that's what they I'm all gonna, say. Um, what what what? The, 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 yeah, English. What what are your plans for the future? Don't make fun of that stuff, please. Don't. No, because uh, I want to well, answer in that. Uh, I. Uh, uh, Who's is it? Was uh, do I do? Is it me? Yeah, wait, wait, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. Sam was talking. Sam, what did he just say? Okay, I have plans for Jake. Because okay. when we <laughs> this, this question was for Jake. That seemed very yeah, sinister. But, I, I wasn't a fan of that. That's okay. Very sinister. Let, 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 just wait for me. It will be interesting. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, I sh should say this. As we I started talking, I told him, okay, I'm from Canada, but I moved to Austria because that evening he was like. Oh, so you've been on the whole world or something like that. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Anyways, and he told me he never left America. So yeah. I'm planning about moving to America, Canada by the end of next year. So in the meantime, you could visit me in Austria because it's beautiful and the food is delicious. I'm just saying. I don't think they're letting anybody out of America right now because we're covered in COVID. Yeah, no, I'm right pretty sure. Now, but I'm I, think every I think every American's covered in COVID right now. Yeah, yeah I mean, fact, but you should visit I mean, you're, a different you're country. Asking, you're asking 
you at your mom's house, Jake? Yes, I'm, I am at my mom's house. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. So, so if every American's covered with uh, COVID, shouldn't you? Wouldn't you be giving your mom COVID? Or your mom uh, we're we're giving it to each other. You know, whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. is in the family stays in the family. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my I, so I guess my plans going forward are I, I really want to build up the online social media presence, and I think like while I'm currently. While I'm currently not like in a real job job, I really want to focus on like building up the social media following also just because like it's kind of okay not to have a job right now because no one has a job right now. Unemployment in America is at an all time high. So if you go up to somebody and you're like, I don't have a job, they go, hey, me too. Uh, so I feel <laughs> like while no one has a job, I feel like I can take that time because uh, I have, uh, thankfully, I have enough uh, savings to where I can kind of coast up until there's a, a vaccine, which is nice. Uh, but uh, not, not everybody in America is not nearly that lucky. So that's you know, a shame. But uh, once, you know, things kind of start opening back up again, I really want to move to some like bigger city where, because you, you being like, a, like one of the top people in North Carolina, that's cool. But you're in North Carolina and, you know, you should move like being a big fish in a small pond is one thing. You need to move to a bigger pond and be a small fish again. Um, he wants so to be the shark. I'm a, no, I, wa I want to be a seahorse. Specifically, I want to be a seahorse. Aren't yeah. those tiny? Yeah, I want to be a seahorse. I don't have to explain it to you. I just want to be a seahorse. Okay, uh, why not? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really hoping to either move to LA, but if not LA, maybe somewhere like New York or Chicago. But LA is where there's the most opportunity. And uh, the plan is hopefully at some point, my plan was to move to LA a while ago, but then the pandemic happened. And so now I'm just waiting and waiting and waiting for things to open up again. So. Hopefully, when a vaccine comes out, I don't know, but that's the plan. But the well, only reason, for you. the only reason I would not want to move to LA or right. America is because you have Jake Paul there. Yeah, no, that's fair. Stay away from that guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, yes, no, today I've been at work, I've been talking to that guy because I said to him, okay, I want to move to America. And he was like, okay, America is terrible. Why would you want to do that? And I was like, Mm, well you're right at some points but you know and then he started to continue you know you have to pay for your health care and i was like yeah that's a problem yeah no oh my so god that yeah, is the american, really american health care system's awful don't move here you'll, your, your health care will skyrocket you'll get the same coverage for way 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 more expensive prices america loves to say like oh we have the best health care yeah if you're incredibly wealthy we have the best health care if you have millions of dollars yeah. in your pockets uh it, like when i lost my job i don't have health insurance if i got sick right now i'd go into more crippling debt i'm already in yeah. debt because my college uh put me in debt so education yeah, and healthcare put me in a debt oh my god i hate america oh my god the only reason i'm choosing this question is because it is the it is her birthday tomorrow oh okay happy uh, birthday wow yeah so lily if you're watching this happy birthday in half an hour um, happy birthday! Woo! Happy birthday, lady. Um, how can I be as funny as you? Uh, trauma? <laughs> go through horrible traumatic <laughs> events. Like go go through, uh, go through some of the worst experiences of your life, uh, and then go to therapy. And then after therapy, pick up the pieces again and go. How do I make this funny for people? That sounds terrible. I'm sorry. It's that awful. Yeah, it's bad. Terrible. It's bad. It's not, it's not fun. 
I mean, what 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 was your? I feel I feel like I feel like comedy a lot of the time is a defense mechanism. I feel like a lot of the times, like people who are the funniest people often grew up kind of maybe isolated, or they maybe like didn't get like the, a certain kind of attention that they needed, or maybe they just like really wanted to seek out and find some way to connect with people, and they didn't know how to connect with people like normal people connect with people. Um, so I mean, that's a that's a part is have some kind of problem that your only way to solve that problem is uh, need, needing to be problem. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that because that, that self-expression is important. Uh, easing tension is important. A lot of the times, like people who uh, were were maybe bullied a lot. I, I wasn't. I wasn't bullied a lot. But like a lot of people who oh, were, nice. they'll kind of diffuse the tension with a joke. Like if I can't get you to stop picking on me, maybe I can. If I can sling some jokes back at you, haha! Now I'm on top. So a lot of the times, comedy is a defense mechanism. So if you really want to be funny, uh, make yourself uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable, and then talk about why you felt uncomfortable. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, are you uncomfortable right now? All the time, twenty four seven. I'm never comfortable. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, what answer? Yeah. Like? I can just, I can just imagine Jay just in bed, just, just trying to. Oh my god, I'm in bed. Just. <laughs> I toss and turn all night. I'm like, why, why can't I just, come on, please. <laughs> you, you answer this in five words then. Sure. Are there any misconceptions about the industry you want to debunk? Five words? Five words for misconceptions about the industry that I want to debunk? Five, what the hell? Uh, um, let's see. The people that run. think they're funny actually are six words. I can't, I'm not going to bother with five words. That's too much. Um, I think a lot of people think it's fun um, to be well known. I love stand up because I like, I, I hate that that fame has to come with doing stand up. I wish I could do stand up and not be famous. I wish I could uh, do stand up with people for crowds. I wish I could have a crowd of people who don't know who I am and I introduce myself to them every time. Um, but the only way to get audiences to come see you is they have to know who you are. So by proxy, you have to be a famous person to be a successful standup. Uh, but I wish I could be a successful standup while staying below the radar. Uh, because who wants to be well-known? Who, fuck, I don't want to walk down the street. People go, oh, you're the guy from the thing. I'm like, I'm just, don't, no, I'm, a, I'm, no, I'm a person. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so what I've discovered from that is Jake does not like Mr. Beast fans, pretty much. Oh no, no! If you if you like me from being in a Mr. Beast video, then I, I cherish you, I appreciate you, thank you so much. And if you've subscribed to my YouTube channel, thank you so much because I am trying to support myself via YouTube. Uh, so if you are a fan of me, uh, I cannot express enough how much I appreciate every single one of you. Um, but a lot of my fans are also uh, not old enough to go to a comedy club, so there's that. Uh, no, that's I mean, perfect. That's I feel like because the are, uh, between the ages of eight and like fifteen. Exactly. Well, I will. I will look at my specific my specific uh, demographics. You can see on YouTube are eighteen to twenty four, which is good. But there is a chunk of them who are under eighteen. Okay. I, 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 people I, are trying to argue with you, like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Like, you aren't even old enough. Well, that, that's another thing is like if one negative comment you'll look at, wait, like you can have thousands of positive comments. You have one negative comment, you fixate on that. And I think I got to get going with my dogs are barking. But thank you for having me. Uh, I gotta get going. <laughs> we all get dogs, so we know what 
This is bad. Was that, was, dog, was that your dog too? Those are my two little yappy dogs. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's fine. That's oh, fine. by the way, hey, Chase, mom. She said hello. <laughs> I'm just not going to say anything. Um, so, it's called being polite. I'm just saying. I'm not polite. You know me, Sab. I'm not polite. You, you've known me for, actually, how long have we known each other? About a month. Too long, <laughs> if you ask me, but okay. Yeah, that's way too long. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going crazy even just talking to you right now. Um, okay. I think I, I think that that's about an hour and a half. That, that's perfect. That's, you know, that's perfect. Give yourself a round of applause. We did it. Good job. Well, thank you for having me. I'm about to get off. Uh, this was a lot of fun. I appreciate you both. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Enjoy your dinner. I will. I appreciate you letting us believe you. Bye. Bye. Okay, so it's only two of us again. I hope you had just as much fun as we did on this podcast because it was hilarious. And if you want to tell your family about it, just do it. Tell your dog about it. Even your neighbor. I'll put it on Twitter somewhere else. It doesn't even matter. And most important, subscribe to Jake's YouTube channel. Uh, excuse me. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's, that's good. That's good. That's good. No, we'll just keep it like that. We'll keep it like that. <laughs>